hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast. You already know who this is, your girl, Righteous Sun. And today, today on this podcast, we are going to be talking to Jay Thanks. She is amazing. I've known her for a long time, and I look forward to her sharing her spiritual journey on this episode. Remember to like, subscribe, share with family and friends because you know that's what this is all about. And I look forward to hearing all of your lovely comments uh, afterwards. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. This is Rachel. <laughs> I, I didn't know whether it was my time to talk. Hey, what's good, Rashida? Good. Um, yes, it is Rashida, also known as Righteous Son. And on today's podcast, you know, I can't just do this by myself. I got to always add people in because I always think it's amazing to grow with communities and why not why not do that I know I'm here in Toronto and why not connect with people on the other side of the world so right now I'm connecting to the UK my good friend (laughs) Jay thanks what's up what's up I'm just really glad to um to be here and you know we when whenever we have a conversation we're always we're forever throwing gems into the convo and I'm and I'm just really glad that you've decided to to make this into a podcast because sometimes when we speak I feel like other people could do with hearing this stuff so yeah it's yeah, really, I agree really with good you. to be 100%. here yeah I agree with you 100% um I don't know if you're the same but I know you're exactly the same as me when you're on the phone with your friends and you're like damn man we dropping so many gems is anybody recording this is anybody jotting these notes <laughs> down like these are things that help me in my life um so like this is perfect that we're able to record this because I know there's going to be a lot of gems that are going to be dropped today and for me they're always like life lessons because like I don't know everything but I do know that like when I communicate with other people I start to learn and grow on so many different levels because I might have only seen it from like one perspective and then when yeah. I meet somebody else they give it to me from a different perspective and then I'm like well damn okay I didn't know it was like that but like Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jasmina. (laughs) Jay is is a um, pseudonym. Um, um, That's my artist name. So, but um, I've always, um, I guess I've always tried to understand the world since I I think from a young age. Um, And you know, you grow, you grow up trying to make sense of your circumstances, trying to make sense of the world, trying to, um, yeah, I guess, understand what what part you're supposed to be playing here, sort of thing. So yeah, that's, that's been the kind of the initial hunger for, for where we are today, do you know what I mean? Spiritually, understanding the human experience, um, trying to transcend um like generational patterns and and grow do you know what I mean and and build a kind of more positive future for myself for my children um etc so yeah that's like on a spit on a on a to summarize on a spiritual one that's where it came from it came from a want to understand Mm -hmm. um so 
as you know, with this podcast, I always just go with the flow. I let spirit guide me. And so I love these conversations because then I get like little answers or little questions to ask. Um, and so my question to you would be like, you just talked about yourself as a child and like experiencing like spiritual, like aspects of that. At what point, um, for you, I guess, growing up, did you realize that there was this connection, um, to that spiritual piece? And like, how did you then sort of like develop it over time? Um, with difficulty, <laughs> with great difficulty. I feel like as a child, I was very, I wasn't raised religiously. I wasn't raised in a religious home. Um, although my mom is an atheist, she also doesn't practice any religion, but um I converted to Islam age well, just before I was 18. I realize now in in you know taking my shahada, converting to Islam, I was try again, I was trying to to seek to seek a, a balance or a knowledge or a, an enlightenment from something higher than myself because of the uncertainty that I felt within myself. I didn't feel, I didn't know where I belonged. I didn't know who I belonged around. Um, certain, you know, traumatic experiences in my childhood and teens made me feel very unsteady. And I felt, I felt a real um, yearning to, to understand and be understood. But yeah, I practiced for like four years. And in that time, I felt a sense of like space and peace in order to to read and I feel like as a you know the majority in the western world the majority of 18 to 21 year olds then they're not taking much time out to read they're spending a lot of their weekends intoxicated they're you know jumping from relationship to relationship um trying to find the truth and I feel like when I look back, I don't have any regrets in the way that I chose to try and find the truth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it was less damaging to myself. Um, although sometimes it, it was quite limited in a lot, like, you know, and I think eventually that was what, what made me kind of um, retreat back a little bit from, from how strict I was at one point. I feel like you know that there, there is limitations on it and where our minds go sometimes can be seen as you know um like uh what's the word what do they call it when you when you um speak against god like i don't i don't want to i don't i never wanted to be disrespectful or speak against god but sometimes you conceive of ideas and people will say oh like stuck for Allah, like Allah forgive you. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't think that. But I'm thinking, you know, if God made us, then he made our brains and he made our thought patterns and he made everything that we conceive of, yeah. good and bad, dark and light. Do you know what I'm saying? So that makes a lot of sense when you said that. Yeah. Um, and I think I've always thought of that myself too. Um, now I grew up just like you. I didn't grow up in the church at all. Um, my mom was uh, Anglican, but she never went to church. She kind of was mm -hmm. like, I was forced to go. So 
when you guys, you know, when I had kids, I was like, no, I'm not going to force you guys to go. Everybody can choose whatever they want to. And it was for me just searching a little bit deeper into like more of the meaning of life, more happiness. And then I got, um, I met some people and started to go to the church at like the age of like maybe 15, 16. I stayed there till I was about 18 years old because the same type of situation where people are like, oh, well, God doesn't want you to think that way or this and that. I'm like, well, this is who I am. Like, why would he not want, you know what I mean? Why would God not want you to have those feelings or have these things? We talk about like a human experience. It's the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything, right? Uh And it's like ways to heal from it, decipher it, figure it out in your own viewpoint versus people sort of like telling you how to think, how to feel, how to whatever. So at what point then later on did you like, as you developed through that, and I'm sure you've learned so many different lessons from that experience, um, how did it help you as you became an adult? Because you were saying that sort of happened between that, you know, that for everybody's partying. I was was kind of already, I was, um, I was kind of skyrocketed into adulthood anyway. I, I left my mother's home um, at 17, well, 16, 17, between 16 and 17, it was tricky times. And I left my mother's home. So I was living on my own and I was, you know, in adulthood figuring stuff out anyway. And I think, um, yeah, I, I think it just gave me a a much broader perspective of the reasons why things happen and like and a kind of understanding of something of something so much bigger than ourselves from a young age like I think a lot of a lot of people growing in a family situation which is so insular and and a community that's so insular and and that there isn't other like you know the next town is far away and oh like really very kind of my mind's always been very like extent expansive like I've always kind of saw past a lot of stuff and and felt that no matter where I go I can find I can find common ground with people and and stuff like that so I I'm grateful for that um massively because I feel like a lot of people really struggle with that um with that kind of connecting with people that are different from them and stuff like that I've like I don't feel like I've ever you know I feel that there's good and bad in every in every place do you know what I mean and and there's people that are that match your vibe and there's people that repel against it and I feel like as long as you as long as you come along with what you're bringing and it's clean and honest like you'll always you'll always find people that you gel with anywhere you go sort of thing yeah that's a big one that's a nice little lesson right there for people um because I do think especially because we're moms um when you become a mom your you know your life before that is independent you know me 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 and then all of a sudden you become a mom and then your me 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 moves to the side and then you're about mom life and then you get so like immersed in being a mom and raising this child so that you don't f them up that you forget about yourself and your surroundings 
And then you get so into that, that when it's time for you to like get out there into the world, you don't even know how to interact anymore. You're not the same. Like that person that you were before, wow, this, that. And then now you're mom and you like the quietness and then this, and you want to schedule for your child and this and that. And then all of a sudden you want to go out there now. And then it's really tough for moms to go out there and interact with others. And then we start to create this crazy thing in our mind that like, there's nobody out there that can relate to me. Nobody gets me. I can't, you know what I mean? When we want to schedule like time to get together, everybody's got to look at their calendar. And then by then everybody's tired. So they're like, F it. Yes. I'm going to get together. You just described, you just described my life. (laughs) (laughs) In a paragraph, like. That's every mom's life because like I've sat there too. Like I'm alone. Like it's just me. I'm with the kids 24 seven. And then my partner is like, well, why are you here? Like nobody's stopping you from staying here. Like I'm supporting you to go out and do whatever you want. Yeah. It's that thing of like, okay, I need to sort of get out of my mind uh, saying like, there's nobody out there versus me going out there. And like you said, knowing having that expansiveness to know that like I'm going to attract the right people into my life I need to Mm. just set an intention for that to go forward that even though I'm on this spiritual journey and like I feel nobody else gets me there are select few people that for sure will gravitate and understand where I'm coming from that's like me and you right like yeah we're sitting there like there's nobody meanwhile even though we're on like opposite sides of like the earth we can still sit there and say yeah I get where you're coming from I can connect with you I I can learn I can grow I can laugh I can cry I can whatever and then feel so full afterwards right so we can go back to our children can I quickly touch on what you just said yeah and what you said about when you become a mother like because I I was talking to somebody about this the other day and it's actually crazy like you feel like I put off becoming a mother because I've seen friends of mine have teenage pregnancies early 20s pregnancies and really struggle and really kind of resent sometimes their babies because they can't keep doing what they were doing before but they love their children but it's a struggle so I waited and I waited and I had a child at 26 and i like I felt like that was old I felt like yeah like even sometimes and you know how it goes when you bump into people like why you ain't got no kids yet what do you mean I'm 25 like what do you mean no that's good that's pretty good <laughs> do you mean I have you haven't got no kids yet do you see a ring on this thing or like what's going on do you know what I mean so, so at 26 I felt um when I was pregnant like I was grown and then when you have that child and that realization of wow this is this world is so dangerous what have I done the guilt or like what have I brought you into this crazy place for like I I had a conversation in during the pandemic like with somebody in like the actual when we got down to when we unraveled it all and we got down to the base of it it was like genuine guilt that I have brought you here and now look at the world's falling down <laughs> the world's falling down and I've brought you here and I've got to make sure you're okay and it's just me and you so I, I, I'm a single mother with one child so there's no there's no other sibling there's no dog there's no nothing it's just me and her mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I've got to make sure that you're okay 
and that I'm okay to make sure that you're okay. Right? <laughs> it's mad. Like when when you get a positive pregnancy test, you don't picture that stuff. You you picture, you know, I'm having a child. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't wait to I can't wait to cuddle my child and buy her cute stuff. <laughs> And then as time goes on and you actually, like, everything sets in of what you're doing. It's so much. I said to to somebody the other day that it's, like, it is emotionally exhausting more than anything else because we want to help them develop into a healthy human being, right? We still know that they're going to deal with crap, but I also want them to be able to deal with that crap and then be able to realize when it's time to you know push somebody away set those boundaries like that to me is that healthy piece but that comes with communication that comes with Mm -hmm. like me literally sitting there and having a whole like 45 minute conversation with you as to why perhaps like you and your sister were arguing about something and where it came from right versus like everybody stop it and keep it down and go into your rooms right (laughs) that's easy to do but of course and that is and that's just a that's a postponing you're postponing it till later because it's only going to erupt later right (laughs) like yeah yeah as a mom I find like uh out of when it's coming to raising children that was that would probably be my most like that's what makes me feel kind of depleted is being that emotional support in times when like you know I need the emotional support right now like guys like mommy's kind of tired I just finished like everybody's different emotions at any given time and I'm done everybody needs to go to bed (laughs) I need to just like replenish myself for the next day type of thing so I could only I can't even imagine um how that is especially during the pandemic I know there was a lot of families who only have like a one one child in the household right so to be able to say like I you know not knowing what the outcome is going to be and they're looking for answers and you don't know what the answers are like I'm just trying to figure out the answers for myself and you guys are asking me questions I don't know all I can say is everything's going to be okay trust mommy everything will be fine in parenting as well like the safe space aspect of parenting is so important like you don't have to be perfect all the time you know like there's so many times that I'll I'll, like go off at my daughter and literally like 10 minutes later I'll come back in and be like oh sorry like it's all a lot for me right now it's not just your fault it like this this is me too and her and her being able to see that humility in me then allows her to forgive herself when she goes off in 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 a mad one as well do you know what I'm saying and I feel like a lot of parents got and it also comes from how we're raised as well a lot of parents have no no owning of anything it's like it's all the kids it's all ah oh, they're being little shits they're doing this they're doing that they're doing, like not owning any part of their behavior not owning any part of the way they deal with things and the only person that they've learned how to deal thing deal with things from is you. Mm. So, so unless you can have humility, unless you could come back in and say, you know what, like I'm so tired and I've got a really bad headache and I didn't need to shout at you like that. Mm. Sometimes, like you know, sometimes kids do need to be shouted at. Mm. 
like I'm not I'm not one of these like "Ah," like I'm not I'm not with that but at the same time there's also I think when you when you give a child a safe space to be and say like and you don't 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 overreact to things they tell you that then teaches them that it's okay to talk about things to be honest to like all of those things and I think in the pandemic that was the main the main thing I took away from it was that like our bubble had to be cool Mm. like we had to vary things up some days we go for walks some days we bake cake something we had to do varied stuff there was limited stuff but it could have always been worse do you know what I'm saying I just Mm -hmm. I feel like focusing on the things that we could do rather than all of the things that we couldn't do is what got us through that time do you find that through your spiritual journey did you find your purpose or passion because I know a lot of people out there back in the day a lot of people were like what's your passion or what's your purpose (laughs) and um some people sit there and be like I don't know I never really thought about it like I had a moment like years ago I was like I never really thought about what that was and now that I you know years later I've always pulled that question up in like group settings and some people have never actually had that question um proposed to them so on now that you've been on your spiritual journey like what is it that um what helps you to sort of find that through your journey? Um, I don't even know if I did find um, find it through my journey. I feel like um, my passion will and has always been words and rhymes and music. Um, but it started just with words. So I used to write. Um, sometimes stories sometimes just the things that happened in the day um I I think probably from I was about 12 I've been writing and sometimes because I because things felt uncomfortable to write in the first person like as in it had actually happened around me I would write stories and put the characters into play in the stories just to just to get it out so that started happening way before I feel like I was I guess I had the hunger for the spiritual journey but I wouldn't have said I was on one at 12 like but I was yeah I was definitely in a place where I wanted to understand everything and I wanted to yeah I wanted to feel a sense of belonging a sense of understanding a sense that I knew what was going on there was less uncertainty essay but then I feel like when I started making music at that time um I was I was on my on my journey already um and I felt like I needed to I needed to speak for people that weren't spoken for Mm. at the time and but then there was also this kind of inner battle within me where it was like the only white rapper I've ever seen is Eminem (laughs) and he's not a girl I'm a girl and I'm white how am I going to be a rapper and taken seriously not just a gimmick Mm. not just a not just a fly by night lollipop like little shorts barbie type rapper Mm -hmm. 
like I wanted people to actually listen I didn't really care if they liked what I looked like I didn't I just wanted them to listen so when I used to go to like ciphers and stuff and rap and people did genuinely listen like that was that was when I guess I I kind of realized my like yeah this is it this is it for me but then even then even after realizing that it wasn't plain sailing because then ultimately think we go through things like we were just talking about having children having a child completely threw that all the way out because I was like oh how can I rap about stuff and I've got a kid and like what like what if my kid hears my music and it's not but then I don't want to like super censor my music and it be some like nursery rhyme type music like that's not really doing it for me so there was all of that all of the kind of battles with that and then on top of that you know kind of I've I've had I've struggled with varying degrees of um, physical health problems for a lot of my life so every single time I'd take a knock with my physical health I'd start to think oh am I ever really going to go anywhere with this? Is this ever like, so the doubts would just creep in as soon as you're inactive in anything that you're doing. Like even if you're, you know, if you're a gardener, if you, if you don't garden for a few months, you start to doubt your ability at doing gardens. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. Like when you, when you're out of the game for a minute, you start to think, is this actually me? Or was that my past and now it's not me anymore? But I think over time, and like me and you have discussed, it's like, if it isn't, then why does it keep coming back? Mm. And why every time I go back to it, am I better <laughs> than last time? It's like, it's like reincorporating it into the new you, right? Yeah. It's always there. It's just that it's different now. What does it look like now versus there? But it's always going to be consistent because it feels good to your heart and to your body and spirit. So I hear that. I feel that as well, because I feel as well when you get to, especially when you've been doing something for a number of years. I mean, the first project I made musically was 2005. Mm. So we're now in 2022. If my music in 2022 was still sounding like 2005, what have I been doing mm. what what growth have I had personally spiritually what what have I been doing mm. do you know what I mean I, I don't think that people are supposed to stay the same as much as a lot of people do I don't think you're supposed to and although it's uncomfortable with that growth and with adjusting to the changes and also being very cutthroat about what you don't deal with anymore that's not that's not me anymore (laughs) fuck that like excuse my French but that's not who I am now so it doesn't mean that my spirit has changed my spirit is is infinite it's always going to be the same but the stuff that I have around me and the stuff that I tolerate now is mad different so different (laughs) mad it's got to be Mm-hmm. Like what can you be tolerate tolerating the same stuff at nearly 40 as you was at 18? Please. Nobody got time for that. So yeah. And they do say too that your um your spirit um elevates faster than your body. So sometimes as you're elevating in your spiritual consciousness, that like 
it takes a while for your body to catch up. It takes a while for you to release those who no longer resonate with you, relationships, all of those things. Because it's obviously, you know, coming from a place of fear sometimes, uh, maybe just even a place of feeling lonely. So you want to hold on to those little pieces that you thought made you feel whole, but in actuality, they weren't really doing the best things for you, right? Right. I um I met I met somebody not long ago and we were talking. Um, and she like I've I've always been interested in biochemistry and, and like you know the biology of of how we get stuck into patterns of thought and stuff like that but ultimately like one only has a certain amount of time in one's day and can't study everything <laughs> but like she was saying that that need of people and that need of acceptance is so deeply ingrained in our primal brains because primarily if we were you know discarded from our pack or our tribe or our village that equaled death or injury at the very least you know being alone was seen as as you know a write-off so that part of our brain that needs to feel accepted and needs to feel like we belong it, it's a protective mechanism it's not something it doesn't make you flawed as a person to need people or want to be around people but it also it's also about retraining the brain that that's not the case now because it's not there are, you can be okay you can be fine without needing people's opinions and needing people's approval you can you can be absolutely fine but it's about it's about reassuring and kind of retraining your your biochemistry to understand that like after years of of the conditioning do you know what I mean so yeah that's a big piece of feeling always that need of acceptance acceptance but also maybe finding like new ways to be accepted rather than it being like, I'm going to do all the things that I don't want to do just to be accepted versus I'm going to be my authentic self and know that my acceptance within myself is good enough. And those mm. around me will accept me for who I am. Right. Definitely. I mean, when I think about my childhood, I, my mom, my mom's always been great in a crisis. Yeah. My mom can help everyone. If you've broken down, call my mom. And that's an amazing quality. Like, it's an amazing quality to help and care about people. But if it comes with the expense of your own, like, do you know what I mean? Your own kind of time, things that you've planned. If you, like that as a role model thing to your children, role model thing, you know what I'm saying? That If you're role modeling that to your children, they're going to have, they're going to value themselves way down the pecking order too because they've seen mom dropping everything to go and save auntie sharon that's broken down or they're seeing mom you know making their dinner stretch out for a whole other family that you know what i'm saying all the time it's nice to see kindness given naturally rather than like as like a, a all the time thing that you know and then it's leaving the person depleted it's yeah. leaving the mom depleted and and that's a learned behavior again. And you end up like, like spreading yourself too thinly. You're not able to uphold responsibilities of your own because you're so helping other people. And I've, I've noticed it in myself. Like I've noticed it 
kind of and and I think there's there's also a root of not wanting to focus on your own shit so you you help everyone else out because like oh like at least then I don't have to think about my shit or how intense things feels right now if I just if I just make if I just say oh yeah I'll have yeah don't worry I'll have all four of your kids for the weekend it's fine yeah right yeah (laughs) and it's like I know if I'm having all four of the kids and my child if I've got five kids in my house I'm not gonna have a minute to sit down and dwell on anything that's troubling me Mm. but at the same time I'm just again postponing that for another time because it's gonna come back up again gonna come back yeah that's (laughs) but yeah back and um and as well too I I mean I'm guilty of it myself where people are just so used to Rashida just having her shit together all the time so then they like don't call you as often or they don't come check up on you just cool yeah (laughs) she's got it all the time I'm the spastic one or I'm the whatever one so like (laughs) I know that if I call her, she's going to bring me down off of that ladder. Meanwhile, I'm like, yo, sometimes I'm on the ladder too, but because I'm so used to just go, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, because I'm so used to that's how I was raised. My mom was like, you just got to go, 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 go. But I'm like, I'm a sensitive being and I actually need a break. And I'm weak. I'm weak sometimes. Sometimes I need a a weak moment and I need to go lay down. I need other people to dote after me and take care of me. I'm not superwoman every single day this is it this is it and I feel like um we are expected to be and especially if you're trying to achieve something on top of being a mother if you're trying to do something else you don't there's no what's the word for want of a better word there's no exceptions for you because you're you're a full-time parent Mm. you're just supposed to handle that and this is something that I see with the in in the entertainment industry, especially like there's men in the in the in, in the entertainment industry that have children. It's different and, when you're dad. And <laughs> they like I'm not even trying to talk down on them. I, I know a lot of amazing fathers that do mm-hmm. great, but ultimately they don't have to unless it's unless they're separated from the kid's mom and it's their weekend. They don't have to check who where the children are going to be before they make a plan to do something. They don't have like it's it, it makes it like ten times harder when you've got like a really small window to get creative, to get like in the studio, to do this or whatever. Like you like, okay, I've got from Friday until Saturday midday. Can you fit me in at the studio? Oh, you know what? We're fully booked. Okay, so I'll wait for another two weeks now until I've got Friday till Saturday midday. And and I feel like people don't see that or not don't see that unless you're in it. Unless that's, unless that's your reality, unless that's how you how your life is going, you don't even consider that. When you're looking at an artist or you're looking at an actress or like so many times people have been like oh Jay you need to be more consistent and it's like I would I'd love to be consistent I would love to be like as consistent as you want me to be but like I had I have a child and I owe her she didn't ask to be here I owe her my time I owe her my attentiveness I owe you know what I'm saying all those things I feel like 
unless I'm willing to do that, I shouldn't have had a child. So to manage doctor's appointments, dentists, activities, this and that, for sure, moms are that pillar that have that schedule running. And then somehow in between that big, long family schedule, I'm going to pencil in Rashida right here in the middle. Yeah. Got to make sure that that consistency is there. It's not how I want it to be, but if I can pencil that piece in, yeah, uh, it will make me feel better because that whole thing of what you were saying before, people feeling um, resentment towards their children or their family for not being able to pursue whatever they want um, is a big piece of us, even for myself, having that mentality of, I don't have enough time today, or I don't have, you know, I'm too tired or I'm too whatever. I'm learning now that like, I know a lot of people are like, it's just excuses. To me, sometimes it's, truth because I've got four kids and a family and whatever so now I'm realizing like wow that I was able to create a wonderful schedule for them but I never created one for myself and so now Mm -hmm. I'm like okay Rashida now it's plan of action you see what you want to do your kids are getting a little bit older they don't need you as much as before and how can you create incorporate yourself or create a schedule or a plan that works for you that allows you to continue to create to express yourself, to do all those things, but still have time for your family. I haven't yeah. come up with that schedule yet, but girl, <laughs> but it's I'm a working. work in progress. It's yeah. a work. It's a work in progress. But the fact that the fact that you want to come up with that schedule is applaudable in itself. Mm. Because I don't know. I don't know how how it was painted for you growing up, but I can remember probably in my teens hearing my mum say something like I can't remember the exact quote but she said um when when, before you have children you're the picture when you have children you you move from being the the picture to being the frame and they're in they're the picture and when your children leave home you're just an empty frame Mm. and that filled me with and this is before I even had kids. So I was like, I ain't trying to be an empty fucking frame. Mm. Like, it's not that I don't care about my child. And my child is very much in the picture, but I'm in the picture too. Mm. Yeah. Fuck being a frame. I'm not a frame. <laughs> We're both in the picture. Yeah. We, us, are in the picture. Mm. Like, that thought of, you know, like, yeah, you do have to put your your needs and wants to the back in some some respects you know what I'm saying if I if at 10 o'clock at night I feel like I want to go out I can't go out I have a child in my house yeah so so in in respects of that yeah but there's no way I'm ever gonna put make myself into a frame to then feel like an empty frame when she leaves home and goes to follow her life path and her dreams no I'm gonna be I'm gonna have been ticking over working on the things that I'm working on passionate about the things I'm passionate about and whatever that that chapter of my life then begins but the whole frame thing nah ending off now what would be your advice for those people out there uh for women because I mean it could be for everybody but you know we can only speak from our own perspective as moms um as women what would be your advice and perhaps like what are the tools that you use on an everyday basis to help you on your journey okay um 
well I just touched on that slightly with the journaling mm-hmm. um I, like I said I've always written since I was about 12 um but my technique has changed somewhat like I used to like I said write stories I'd sometimes write things in a first person of things that happened that I just needed to get off my chest but I didn't want to tell nobody um and then ultimately as you know I write lyrics and songs as well but like more recently I've been journaling um in a kind of um what I I wouldn't even know what to call it it's like a kind of manifesting style of journaling so so I was in I was in quite a dark place um after like my physical I, I had COVID earlier in the year and got really sick with with COVID and and the the kind of lack of um the lack of movement the lack of socializing everything all kind of impacted and I was just in a very like low vibration and um I started to write like my friend the same the same lady I told you about that I met and um she she said to me start writing start writing how things are if you felt good right now what would be happening what sort of things would be happening and at first it was so uncomfortable to write because it was just like this is some fake shit (laughs) in my head like my 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 critical self is there saying why are you writing that you're so happy and that you're so calm when 10 minutes ago you was crying in the bathroom Mm. and you're really worried about how you're going to pay the bills this month like why are you writing why are you writing that like everything you need comes to you exactly when you need it when you're broke right now like and it was there was the 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 critical voice kept coming back at first when I was writing stuff but as time has gone on and I've kept it it's become a habit of writing in the morning and writing like I literally leave my book next to the kettle in the kitchen when I get up and make my daughter's breakfast in the morning I write even if it's something that like even if it's I can't think of something I literally will write an affirmation down like I am phenomenal I am strong okay everything that needs to be done today will get done okay like like I'd write that down because rather than the stories that your brain will like to tell you when you're tired and your body's aching in the morning it's instantly switching the focus to something else I like that. I don't do that, but I'm learning. I'm starting to write affirmations. I'm usually one to like read affirmations. Mm. was like, no, you need to start writing your own affirmations. So I like the fact that you said that like every morning you take some time to just write this two sentence thing. Um, I think I'm going to do that. I'm definitely usually by the time like, and, and in the morning one was the hardest one to initiate because I'm not a morning person. Yeah, I'm not I a never, morning person. <laughs> never have been like, my daughter's kind of used to it now and um, there's minimal conversation in the morning but we both know the deal like, you know what I mean like I'm here but I'm not here yeah. <laughs> but like normally by the time it gets to school like the time I take her to school I've usually got like half a page of stuff written down and it's positive things so whenever during the day I might my my vibe might get knocked off by I don't know your vibe can get especially when you're like an empath like your vibe can get knocked easy do you know what I'm saying someone cutting you up on the street beeping the horn at you like what 
like and <laughs> I and I go back I go back to it I am calm ah. like I like I handle I handle all situations well okay. like do you know what I mean all things like that and it's like so yeah journaling has been a massive tool for me um personally but everybody everybody vibes different and learns different ultimately I kind of realized that in writing Mm. it's sinking into my brain when I'm writing it and as you write you read so it's sinking into my brain as I'm reading it too so it's like a double double whammy into your brain I like that I like that um, yeah that's something that that's something that really does help um and I think as well just the the self-compassion because I've been very hard on myself for a long time. Mm. Unexpected, expected ridiculous, ridiculous things from myself that I'd never place on anybody else. Mm. And um, and I think, yeah, I think it's about cultivating. Like, I know that, you know, there's bloody hashtag self-love on everything, but self-love is so, so such a brave and courageous act to take mm. part in when you start to genuinely like I don't even think I'm fully there yet I I like myself most of the time (laughs) but like it's not something that you can just wake up one day and be like yeah I've I've got an attitude of self-love because there will be if you get to that egoic place there'll be something that happens that day that will prove to you that you don't love yourself because you wouldn't have done that if you did (laughs) <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah, and I feel like that's why you kind of need to be humble with it and be like I'm working on that yeah, self-love progress so uh, even when I write in the in the journal like I never write like I am healed I am you know I'm I'm an enlightened being because I'm fucking not <laughs> like I like I'm working on it like I, I write things like um you know my body supports me all of the time my healing is already in progress mm-hmm. like but I don't say uh, yeah it's, it's not a final thing it's not like it's a constant thing that you have to you have to like commit to it's like giving up smoking do you know what I'm saying when I was giving up smoking I didn't say I was giving up smoking forever I said I was giving up smoking for today mm. and, then, and then and then once I got through today and I woke up tomorrow I'm giving up smoking for today again mm. and and then before you know it, a month's gone by, two months, three months, and and you stayed, been given up, like, but I feel like a lot of people see, you know, oh, God, I got to do this forever, mm. like, yeah, I just got to do it, just do it for today, and if you start to genuinely feel like this has helped you today, maybe do it tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> and the day That's- after, like, do you know what I'm saying? That's, I, I, I'm not a, you know I'm not a life coach by any stretch of the imagination but I feel like I'm my own life coach and I feel like everybody can be that for themselves what things are happening for you right now because at the end of every podcast I absolutely want to share those like those things that we need to applaud you for those things that you have accomplished on your journey and like a friend of mine is always teaching me yo you need to applaud that shit like you need to pick it up we were talking about this earlier we were literally talking about this earlier that you that you don't applaud yourself because it's it's that kind of it's that you don't want to be the she thinks she's too nice but no man my friend is always like yo you manifested that so what did you manifest 
um, now because I know, but other people don't know. And um, what's going on for the future for you? Okay, so um, I've just released a track um, with Giggs, um, who's another UK rapper. Um, some would say UK rap royalty, like. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's really big. It's a really it's a really positive look. Um, but even how it came about was a very kind of organic, like. I didn't even realize that I'd manifested it, but it happened. And obviously, you know, nothing is nothing is a um, coincidence. I don't feel that there's yeah. no there's no coincidences. So, yeah, it was it was just a, a case of I was writing quite a lot, but not really having the time to go studio. So I was like recording freestyles in my car, and um, which you saw last year. I was just like just chucking them up on Instagram, whatever. Um, one day I came home I had this like killer migraine and I went I just went to bed and um, I woke up in the morning and Giggs had shared it to his story and he'd like got at me like yeah like you're cold let's work and like this is stuff that you know like for me in 15 plus years has never happened like I've always been around other artists and worked with other artists and had the privilege of of making great music with other people but I've never had the recognition of the song So Stubborn that me and Giggs made got chosen to be on um, Top Boy which is like um, a big program out here and I'm sure over there as well because um, Drake's Drake's involved in it now and it's all yeah um but yes it's a UK based um drama based um based in London so yeah really I want to add it's a really good show by the way and if you haven't watched it Top Boy on Netflix you can catch it uh I think it's syndicated like everywhere I actually to be honest like my partner heard about it before he watched it prior to I'm a mom I really like TV but when you told me about it like the next day me and him binge watched and I was like damn all this stuff is going on on the show like what the heck I couldn't even like <laughs> thinking about it the show just kept going on so many different plots so many different characters oh my god it is it's crazy if you can get into it you can if you're into that stuff for sure you should check it out um but the fact that like once I put two and two together and then I was like damn she did this like what and then, like, of course, you know, I do my search and I go on Instagram. I'm not like a big hip hop head, but then I checked. I'm like, damn, gigs, man. Like, enough of my friends follow him. Yeah. I don't. And I was like, damn, he got 1 million followers, bro. That's huge, right? Like, so the fact that you, you know, you manifested all these things, I have to add in that, like, it does come down to doing work, healing, opening up, and letting go of all the bull crap and blockages so that you can receive all the blessings and abundance that you damn well deserve anyway. Um, and so like super proud of you. I had to interject on that one because like, I, you know, people are like lately about giving people their flowers and like just showing up for them and stuff. Like that is huge. Like to me, that's like pretty big. And I definitely was going around like bumping it and telling people like, that's my friend, okay? <laughs> 
just like you know time me and her we hanging out we traveling we're doing our thing because like that's my friend okay (laughs) i know i saw your post your post made me laugh like my friend has got a song (laughs) that's huge to do those things people are only dreaming about those things to happen and you're just letting them know that like never give up because you know a lot of people think out there if I hit a certain age I just can't do it anymore and that's not true like I'm 40 I'm doing my thing I'm not gonna stop because I got kids and I gotta tell them that like doesn't matter what age you are you can still do what is meant for you this is it this is it and I feel especially in music because a lot of a lot of the you know most popular artists are very young which is not a bad thing that's great that's great for them but not everybody's path is the same and and again the the whole comparison is a thief of joy thing like it comes up because I just I feel like if I don't go for what I really truly want and if I don't push what what I do naturally out there for people to hear and see then I'm doing myself a disservice Mm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying it's like yeah I I, I, um I feel like especially with women this is another thing as well women in media like you see so many men with that are gray in the media and and women are women if they if they are middle-aged plus they they're expected to cut you don't see gray women in the media really yeah that's true like and 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 I, and I think that is you know a real imbalance too and an inequality there because I feel like a lot of women especially with the cycle that women go through naturally with you know having children having periods having children going through the menopause like the wisdom that women have after the menopause wild absolutely yeah. wild like I'm not there yet but I know from from my olders and people around me like the amount of of wisdom and and kind of great stuff that women can achieve after that but yet they're kind of like shunned from the media mm. <laughs> unless they're unless you know there's there's a lot of amazing women out there but like typical like when you're looking at like news readers and stuff they, they've always got to be with women it's always kind of like 15 20 years younger than men absolutely yeah I agree with that <laughs> that does make a lot of sense you're right yeah that's how that happens here too so I agree with that piece of it mm. Mm-hmm. yeah not us sorry we're here oh, oh man this is how i'm looking this is it this is i want to show people like real people out there like yourself like like myself can do it and are doing it even though we're we don't have like massive followers we're not totally out there that we're all still doing it and um and then there's an opportunity for people to like to learn from those right who are coming from from that growth perspective and haven't fully you know we're always growing but we're not all the way up here yet we're still learning but you can still learn from those people because they just finished getting out of that you know what I mean and so they can still come back and help you along the way so um I love the fact that you are continuing to do what you're doing and you can check her out I'm going to put all the links and information on how you can connect with her through IG how you can connect to her through Spotify because her music is also on Spotify. Um, And yeah, just thank you so much once again. 
thank you all once again. <laughs> this is the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast with Righteous Son. You already know what to do. Like, share, subscribe. And that's it, man. Sending you all peace and love on this blessing. So that's it. Thank you so much, Jasmina, Jai Thanks. Um, and we're out.